Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, welcome everyone to the gauntlet here on Fightful Overbooked. I'm Jeremy Lambert and joined today by a first time guest here on the channel from the bet in Las Vegas, Adrian Hernandez. Adrian, how you doing, man? Jeremy, thank you so much for the invitation of Fightful Nation. All the covers that you guys do is absolutely spectacular. Um, thank you, like I just said, for the invitation. I'm very excited uh, to get to talk some wrestling with you after all the DMs and conversations we've had on Twitter to finally talk in person or at least virtually. Uh, yeah. I'm very appreciative. So thank you. Uh, I appreciate you doing this, man. I, I say this a lot is like people will yell at me of like, oh, you're doing a transcription work and that's not real work. And this is other people's work that you're passing it off as your own and everything. I was like, if you understood how many people just message and are like, hey, thanks for the coverage. Hey, will you cover this? Would you mind doing this? Like more people actually appreciate like the actual people who do these interviews and stuff appreciate this and then you got the dorks online who are like this isn't yours you're passing it off as your own and i'm just like you are a great example of like no adrian will literally message me and be like hey thanks for covering it i'm also doing this interview will you i'm like yes please because i try to search all this stuff and you make it easy for me of just like hey i did this if you don't mind cover i was like i will gladly cover this it kind of blows my mind because like even specifically with the transcription part like professional sports teams every press conference every sports team has or college whatever has someone that does that because they have to email this out to every publication like every press conference it doesn't matter what player what coach like that is needed because you need the quotes for people to tell the story correctly it's a very important part and for you guys to take the time to do that like you know how time consuming and how like <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a lot, bro. So thank you guys for what you do. Um, and yeah, because like what without you guys being the source of where all this information goes, like it'll be very rare that some guy's gonna go on the internet and search every radio station or every media outlet to find every interview. So you guys do amazing work. And yeah, man, like for the record, yes, I send him my interviews to make sure because you guys are a good source and everyone follows you guys because of everything you do. And I just hope that my content and some of the interviews that I do has some newsworthy sound bites and is informative and entertaining. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for what you do. It's a pain in the ass to do what you guys do and you guys do it fantastically. So thank you. Well, I, I could not do what I do unless you were out there getting these interviews and, and talking to all of these people and creating some of these headlines that that I'm able to, to write about. So I appreciate you as well. And like I said, I appreciate that you send me stuff because I try to search. I try to find everything. But if it just hits directly in my inbox. Yeah. If it hits directly in my inbox, I'm like, all right, cool. It's very simple. We'll get it done. All right. Let's get let's get into it, Adrian. The gauntlet, everybody. I'm going to throw a series of, of things, a series of matches. In this case, Brock Lesnar matches since his return to WWE where he kicked John Cena's hat in one of the greatest moments in WWE history. Brock Lesnar matches since that return. I'm gonna start Ten off years. With, yeah, Ten years, it has been. It's insane. Insane. I mean, this run has lasted way longer than his first run. And I, I mean, I think it's more memorable, honestly. But I'm going to throw a series of matches at Adrian. He's going to pick... He's going to pick one of the two, whichever one he picks, moves on, and then I will throw another one. We got 10 matches on the list. You cool. know what? We're, we're going to start with that first match back. John Cena, Extreme Rules, 2012, taking on, let's go with, let's go with Samoa Joe, Great Balls of Fire. You said you're excited for the Great Balls of Fire, so let's get let's get it out there. Entry number two, Great Balls of Fire. Damn. Well, now that I look back, like on 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 both ends, on the Extreme Rules versus Cena, of course it was his return as Lesnar essentially replaced The Rock, as The Rock said his goodbye. Um, 
Like it was the one time I was kind of annoyed as I was growing up because these are my teenage years or these are my college years, honestly, actually, where everybody knew that Lesnar was going to show up. You even heard it on Raw like before he actually came out, but then he came out and it was awesome. Of course, you got the guy. And then on the flip side, the lead up to this whole Samoa Joe Lesnar, it was like what a a two or three month because then it ran into the SummerSlam right after and everything. But the iconic where Samoa Joe is the only person to kind of punk out Lesnar in a promo, like, yo, I'm talking to you, look at me, which was classic. Um, and this is unfair because I did I did my homework. I went back to watch the match. It had a great build when it, we talk about Great Balls of Fire. It was on a pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire, but nothing goes, nothing's better. Honestly, and we're gonna we're gonna figure this out, but it's definitely a top three match when it comes to extreme rules versus Cena. Um, obviously this was the PG era and watching that match, I'll, I'll never forget, like even on the replays or any of the clips that they would show on WWE TV after how it had to be the black and white because yeah. of how much blood was there. Uh, it kind of gave it a boxing UFC, like MMA type feel with the blood and the doctor interrupting, which going back and looking at some of these matches, it's funny. Only the Lesnar matches had some dude come into the middle of it and like clean everybody up because of all the blood, but the pure violence that that Extreme Rules match had, which it was perfect timing that the next pay-per-view after WrestleMania and the first one for Lesnar returning was Extreme Rules. Uh, you had the 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 moment where Lesnar picks up the referee like it was a piece of paper, which was ridiculous. Uh, you had Lesnar do the nasty fall um, oh. off of the ring where you're like, did he just break his neck? Did he just bust he, his knee on the apron? <laughs> when he jumps and gets tripped and just fall, goes ass over tea kettle, and then just gets up and cackles. One of the top moments, one of the top Brock Lesnar moments. He's just cackling after taking this fall that, yeah, probably would have killed the lesser man. And you got, and you have the, the super Cena moment at the end and Cena ends up winning. Um, Look, I really, I really enjoy that match. I, I think that's entertaining. I think it within the first 30 seconds, you know, when when Lesnar's on top of Cena and he hits him with the elbows and they show the replay of the two elbows that bust him open, um, because it had to be a two-piece for extra insurance, like that kind of let everybody know that this is this is the deal with Lesnar when he's going to be in this ring, which was cool because obviously this is his post MMA and UFC and for him to take it into the ring and us to see, Oh, he has the shorts with the sponsorship. He has the gloves um, and he's bringing the violence. And it was, it was a phenomenal effort by both of them. And please, because out of all the matches that you sent me that you were like, these are probably going to be on here. I didn't go back to watch the extreme rules one because I enjoyed it so much. And like, I wanted to talk out of it out of memory and like my passion for it. But this was after this match, after Cena won, if you were watching on the network, this is where Cena does like that, that random promo afterwards. Yeah. Where he's like, Hey, I'm going to be back or not. Like to me, to me, the, the, that match is, is top three and arguably might end up winning. We'll find out here within the next hour of, one of his best matches because it was just it was so barbaric and I know people can be annoyed because because of the last five to ten minutes of that match where it was very super Cena ish um, where Cena comes back but even that um, with with the chain and punching him at the end like it was it was well done and then the 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 STF on the steps and everything like it it was enjoyable and it was fast paced and it was probably Brock at his best and it was great because it was his return after how many years. I remember being stunned that John Cena won. After, when Brock came back, it's like, oh, well, he's he's definitely going to win this match. I think that surprise factor of Cena, win, Cena winning actually helps this match because with Joe and, and Brock, like Joe did great in the buildup to this match. And it, people were like, you know what? If anybody's getting dethroned Brock, like why, why shouldn't it be Samoa Joe right now? He's red hot. But I think we all kind of knew, yeah, Joe, they don't see Joe like that. A lot of people see Joe like that. They 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 weren't seeing Joe like that to de, to defeat Brock at this point. But Cena winning was a it was a complete shock. I would go Cena as well. I do love the Joe match, and I, I watched it like last year. I rewatched it. Uh, it it is a great match, but the Cena match that is special because it is Brock's return, and it was different than the Brock that we remembered from the past as well. Not quite the the same explosive athlete that we'd seen when he was young, fresh coming in yeah. and everything, but different animal coming off the MMA run. He's like, I'm just going to come out here and just batter fools nowadays. So and I will, 
Oh, yeah, I'm going Cena, and I really quick with the great balls of fire. I do want to, I do want to give it some roses. And like you said, where we all thought that Joe's probably not going to win, but there was that sliver of hope because even in his entire run, and obviously there was injuries and stuff involved, especially later before he went to AEW, is like, is this the moment he's finally going to get his roses? And it would make sense for the dude who just kicks ass to beat the guy who's kicking ass. Um, but before that match. There was a, a whole, I guess, Roman had hit Braun Strowman with an ambulance. So just seeing that randomly, that was in the middle of that. Uh, the promo leading up to the match, there was the Ring of Honor title and the PWI like was involved in the promo. So that was good. And I, the, the build, like we said, was fantastic. And throughout the match, kind of Samoa Joe trying to get the clutch in throughout the match and not being successful like they did they did their thing they did what brock's probably best at which is a good 10 to 12 minute match and 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 this the only difference is in a lot of these is for the most part joe was kind of in control like even before the match the actual bell started joe beats him up throws him in the table and does that i wish he would have I wish they could have told the story of Joe kind of getting more of an upper hand before the, the bell rang, but it was a great match too. So sorry you lose, but it was a great match, Joe. <laughs> All right, next one I'm going to throw at you. My personal GOAT, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, Survivor Series 2018 against Brock Lesnar. Going up against who? Uh, the, the Brock Lesnar. Oh, against Cena, Cena and Brock. Sorry. Oh, snap. Damn. So <laughs> this is going to be decided now because these are one yeah. of the top three. So the thing that I think people don't think about is because the clip of Brock selling um, at the end of the match and how crazy the crowd was like that goes viral every couple of months on social media. But what was most impressive looking back at this match was the crowd was not into this at the beginning. In fact, I'm pretty sure within the first five minutes, it was small, it was faint, but it could be heard through the broadcast of people going boring, boring. But for them to get that crowd on the polar opposite and be white hot at the end was super impressive. Um, this was Brian's heel era. And in this match, he was being a complete dick. <laughs> um, he was even mocking Lesnar, which I was like, okay, this is hilarious because we've seen, we've never seen anyone do this and out of all these different matches um with smaller dudes whether it's rollins where the it's styles and stuff it's something about daniel bryan that his viciousness kind of puts him in the same level and makes it believable because you see that throughout this match of uh, the, the strong kicks and the bows and everything and an underrated part also talking about the selling it isn't just the moves at the end and lesnar looking like he really got effed up it's throughout the match some of his facial expressions i mean we we've seen some of the things like when undertaker and and brock lesnar both get up and lesnar's laughing at him and some of these moments that that he's that he does with his physical self telling the story um but he did that throughout he did that throughout the match like even at one point when when brian has lesnar in a crossface like lesnar has his eyes all the way open like he's terrified and snapping and of course Heyman in the background just the chef's kiss making everything more believable and getting more emotion into it but this is a that match is a hell of a gem and to have to go up against lesnar and cena i guess to me this is tough, but I'm going to have to move. I'm going to have to put the extreme rules. I'm going to have wow. to move it above just because I think in the grand scope of things, it means a little bit more. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I think you're wrong. I'm not mad at it. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer the, the Brian match. I mean, Brian, that's, that's my guy. I, I think he's the absolute best. This was so different because Brian like just turned heel and everything. And it was so different from what we had sort of seen from Brock. Uh, Brian doing the low blow. It seemed like he might have a shot at, at winning this thing and it, it, giving the hope spot there. Brock selling. He did it a good, a little bit against AJ the year before um, at Survivor Series, but Brian just on a different level with some of this stuff and the way Brock worked this match compared to how he worked so many of these other matches. And Brian, obviously when it comes to his selling, he makes everybody look like an absolute killer. Every uh, suplex, he flew 15 yeah. yards. And I think one of the first ones to uh, Brian's body kind of ended up where 
like a two-faced vibe where half of his face was in the apron, but the other half was hanging out and they had a camera angle underneath his face and he just looked like he was dead. And I was like, yo, this, this is perfect. Cause he's looking like he's going to get beat up. Granted it's easier when the size disadvantages, but Brian just makes that makes it look more and more impactful. And that, and that one over the crowd, because like I said, to me, that was the most impressive part because they were completely disinterested. They thought this was going to be another one of these matches where Lesnar just dominates, and it wasn't. And it also was one of those rare instances where, like we just saw it with Lashley, where he kind of had control and Lesnar didn't look strong at all versus Lashley. To see it from Daniel Bryan and his viciousness, and it's believable because of how vicious the things and when he's lifting up your arms and he's stomping you you're like oh crap it doesn't matter who it is and to see lesnar be one of the people that does it like it makes it more and more impressive but to me the reason why i'm going with the extreme rules is it it just it felt like the survivor series because the way it's set up is like a one-off situation and if we would have gotten more it would have felt more whereas like the lesnar was his return it was cena it was so vicious there was so much blood we hadn't seen it especially in that era so that's why i'm going but th- these are gems complete gems two of the best all right so cena from extreme rules moves on to take on a recent bout roman reigns last man standing from SummerSlam of this year <sighs> Jesus. Let me drink from my official WWE <laughs> SummerSlam cup. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Although this was from two years ago in Vegas. (laughs) So this is another, this last man standing match is another one that I didn't watch. Um. For two reasons. Number one, because I enjoyed it so much. So, like, I didn't want my perspective and, like, my original thoughts to be tainted. And then, obviously, it just happened a few months ago. Um, So, if we're putting this last man standing up against this Extreme Rules match. Look, man, I'm all for spots and moments. And lifting a ring with a forklift (laughs) is unbelievable. And even my son, who doesn't watch very much wrestling, and to be honest, is he's four years old. He, he's kind of he's disinterested uh, at some times, but he even went <gasps> and he had never done that. Um, that match, that match was fantastic. Uh, the story that was that was told and like. I love the the theatrics of like, we need to put everything on top of them and all these tables and this, that, and the third. And I need to use a forklift to pin them down. Like it was such a, and also like the match itself was so great, um, which was kind of shocking because one thing I didn't do going back, looking at stuff is seeing kind of some of these Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar matches. And obviously they've headlined so many WrestleManias because to me, they're, they're, the most memorable thing outside of this match is like in my head when Brock Lesnar says suplex city bitch at the WrestleMania that was in San Francisco. So for them to put on this show and it to be barbaric and it to have the chaos that it had at the end with theory coming out and the Usos coming out and this, that, and the third, and just uh, finisher after finisher after finisher. And he keeps getting up in the forklift, which from my childhood, one of my favorite Lesnar moments that was that was kind of underrated is there was a Judgment Day, Rey Mysterio versus Big Show. It was a stretcher match, like one of the few stretcher matches that the WWE's done, or at least that I can remember. And at the end of the match, Lesnar comes out to help Rey, and he comes out with a forklift, and then that's how they get Big Show past the whatever. 
But he comes out and he parks it right in front of the ring and he gets on top of the forklift and then he jumps like 20 yards into the ring. I'm like, that was so athletic. Um, And it kind of brought me back to that moment. And you're lifting up half a ring, bro. And it had the violence that Extreme Rules had. It didn't have the blood, but it had the violence and it had the stadium being in complete awe like everyone else was. So I'm going to go with the last man standing match. Okay. Okay. So the last man standing match is the best Roman and Brock match, which isn't saying too, too much because yeah. most of their matches has been kind of disappointing. Uh, I think the, I think the first one with the Rollins cash and everything, that's the probably the most memorable one. Uh, but the last man standing match is like the most complete match between those two. I'm not mad at, at this choice. Uh, I actually, I, I don't like last man standing matches. I don't like the stipulation. I think it could be very tough to work around. They did a very great job working around it uh i'm probably leaning towards the cena match but i understand going with the last man standing match i do love the moment of austin theory trying to cash in and just getting the shit kicked out of him by everybody and then the way they did the finish we're just like we gotta throw everything on top of this man before he gets up and, and kills all of us some more wasn't very good and Heyman taking the f5 like that was that's that was an insane bump for I completely him to take. forgot about that too I oh that, that too. that was a that was insane for paul Heyman to try to take in 2022 bless paul Heyman for doing that <laughs> <laughs> and also like even the the piling stuff on because a couple of these matches it's been done but like it wasn't done to the effect like they they didn't just put an announce table <laughs> they like yeah. took everything they went to home depot really quick and bought all the steel and every heavy equipment that they had and they were putting it on there which i thought was cool and just it kind of put the moment it made the moment a little bit more bigger than me um which is why i'm going i'll go with the last man standing match but you are right in terms of the memorable moments in between this rivalry that's headlined so many things and has been so boring for many (laughs) all right so roman reigns last man standing match moves on throw another roman reigns match at you roman reigns braun Strowman, samoa joe from SummerSlam 2017 against the last man standing match from SummerSlam of this year what is what does biggie say big meaty men <laughs> slapping meat all right i'm down for this uh just a preference before we recorded it was the last match i watched leading up to us doing this and I will say the thing that I enjoyed the most is because this match, I believe, no, this match was a full 20 minutes, which was cool because it's not that many. That's another thing that I didn't mention with the Daniel Bryan match that was impressive too because it started off slow, but they gave them the time. But this was 20 minutes, and it was jam-packed with action. Yeah. Everyone everyone had their moment. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, One moment I, I enjoyed in particular was outside the ring. Joe finally, I think it was Joe finally gets Lesnar in the clutch, but only for a brief moment because then Roman spears Lesnar, but Joe like gets out the way because he didn't know Roman was coming. And then Joe looks at him and he's like, it was just, that was great. Um, Braun was a little bit, this was in the middle of him becoming like chubby, huge Braun into chiseled Braun um, a little bit, just, a a more fine tuned, I guess I would say. Um, And he kind of throughout the match was kind of like the, the, the immovable object in the match um, that everyone was trying to, to tackle down as opposed to it being Lesnar. Um, And they kept, I enjoyed too. They kept having these one-off moments between Lesnar um, and Roman, but then the other two would get in the match and kind of ruin it. And they teased that. Um, I talked about the barricade breaking down, uh, probably one of like <laughs> one of the moments that still to this day I don't think has happened, especially not the way that it did, was the Samoa J- or Braun Strowman throwing the announce table chair, just throwing a chair <laughs> like a lunchroom cafeteria brawl and hitting Samoa Joe. It was outlandish and ridiculous. Um, I enjoyed that. And then also the repeated violence on Brock of Braun putting him through both tables, only leaving the American English speaking table up as the other two, the Spanish announce table, the German, whatever language table, whatever it was for, but him to do it back to back. And then, of course, the EMTs taking Lesnar out, which I thought on that part 
was like he was only gone for like three minutes. So it doesn't it doesn't it didn't have as big of an effect. Like I remember one of the money in the banks where it happened to the Miz and the Miz was gone for like 15 to 20 minutes. And like so when he came back, it kind of made it more uh, more impactful. But this match was super, super enjoyable. Um, but I'm not putting it over the last man standing. Wow. And I think I think it, I think it's honestly I do think it is recency bias. Um, and also like looking, trying to go back and remembering like it wasn't, it wasn't a one-off situation, but I just wish they would have, they could have done everything with these guys because of like how great it was. And we were just talking about the great balls of fire. So it was great balls of fire and then SummerSlam. So all of this stuff and actually the, the Samoa Joe telling Lesnar, like, shut, you look at me when I'm talking to you, that happened in the lead up to this and not great balls of fire. Um, so the buildup was great. This is also the Roman and, and Braun era of destroying everything, ambulances included, and ring the, the ringside entrance barricades and all this stuff. So it, it was fantastic, and it was such a great era. But I'm going to go with the last man standing. This match was 20 minutes, and it did not feel like 20 minutes at all like it was just action from the very start it, it just starts and everybody's just wailing on each other and then from there you had all the big spots that that you just laid out i wasn't a fan of the the stretcher spot one because it didn't last long two because well spoiler alert we'll get to this match later on but the rumble 15 thing they did that same spot and so it's like oh okay we we really just gonna recall the stretcher spot here with facts um I did like the the four way match better than the Roman last man standing match. So, hey, you, you you're can, making hey, the choices. You're making we the can choices. Flip. We no, can no, flip no. a coin. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> let me let me let me give me one second. Let me nah, just stick, stick with it. I'm I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm, I'm no I'm because stick with it. Because look, you the insight. I, I appreciate it, and it's like it, it's you know what I'm sticking with my choice. Last man standing. The ring was halfway up in the air. All right, my that guy was. Jeremy, calm down. No, I'm kidding. That, that, <laughs> was, that was insane. That was insane. All right. Uh, speaking of rings getting destroyed here, Undertaker Hell in a Cell 2015 against Roman Last Man Standing. I have a question before I get into this. Is this the first time? that a rematch has happened in hell in the cell meaning that they've already wrestled in a hell in the cell and they're doing it again i think so I, my memory is bad when it comes to this stuff yeah, i'm trying Washington to think of triple here. h and also yeah. the fact that the fact that the pay-per-views have been named so it's like dudes that haven't shouldn't be in hell in the cell matches i've <laughs> had them before but i believe that this is that this is the first time that two dudes like fought again because this strings at my childhood, but like American badass taker was, I, I loved him. All right. Limp biscuit. What's up. And then obviously <laughs> that rivalry uh, of Lesnar and, and taker, um, like the unforgiven match where Lesnar or where taker throws Lesnar through the unforgiven sign, which growing up, I realized it was just like really the thickest FedEx piece of paper that they used. And it wasn't like some fancy led or anything like that. No, it was just like a paper sign that they put on stage. Um, so it had callbacks to this and we talked before we started the recording. A thing that I enjoyed was that I don't get the chance to look back at many matches. Um, I'll do it sometimes around the Royal rumble, or WrestleMania just to like get myself ready. But being a dad and everything, I haven't been able to, to, to spend as much time as I'd like. So finally getting to see this match again after seven years, it was cool to see Undertaker, even though he's older, even though this is the once a year, once a year type situation, uh, Undertaker, it was cool to see him like moving and looking good and making a match work. Um, in fact, it kind of, as I'm watching, it made me think, well, what if, how, how different would we look at the WrestleMania 30, the streak ending match, even if Lesnar wins, how different would we look at that match? If the concussion or the injuries that happened during that match, um, didn't happen and they were, they were actually able to go like they wanted to go. Um, with that being said, when it comes to the Hell in the Cell match, uh, again, another bloody match. Um, I'm not sure if it was on purpose or if it was on accident because Lesnar cut himself open first, 
but he didn't do it on his forehead. He did it like on the top of his head, yeah. which throughout the match you could kind of see. And the doctor, the doctor rightfully so should have been called because he looked like Eddie Guerrero um, <laughs> when they got back in the ring with all the blood going out. Um, I talked about seeing Taker look good in the match. This was a longer match, obviously, because it was 20 minutes, uh, around 20 minutes. Um, a random thing that I was like, I haven't seen this before, is Undertaker. Lesnar was trying to hit him with the chair, and Undertaker like used both of his hands to like stop it. So um, that was cool. Uh, the end of the match when Brock Lesnar like rips open the canvas and then takes out the foam or whatever materials there to expose the wood. Um, I was like, okay, that's interesting. And that's dope. Like that's another level of physicality. And then undertaker after all these minutes of this match going on, being able to lift up Lesnar as high as he did to hit him with a powerful choke slam. Um, I enjoyed this match thoroughly and I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it to be, um, to be as good as it was. And it also, it had some callbacks because of that, that WrestleMania to this point rivalry that they had for those few months, because they fought at SummerSlam uh, undertaker comes back at battleground to, to cost him the title and everything. So it kind of had some of those callbacks throughout the match. Um, and then Lesnar ends up winning again, which he won back in the day at the no mercy. I think it was, um, but I really, I really enjoyed this match, but just as I'm talking, I, I lost my train of thought. This is going up against the last man standing match. Yep. I'm still taking the last man standing match. It was just, it was heartwarming to see this match, which, which is weird to say a bloody blood. It's <laughs> heartwarming. Um, but to me, it was just good to see Brock and Taker like go full go. And there was no hesitation because just like the fatal four way, it was, it was fast paced more than you'd expect. So two points. First one is Randy Orton, John Cena, which we probably should have guessed. Uh, they had two Hell in a Cell matches. They did they did the first one in 2009, and then they did the second one in 2014. Uh, okay. There was also CM Punk and Ryback. They did one in 2012, but technically it was Punk against Ryback with Paul Heyman in 2013. So not quite the same, but I mean... Good Paul Lord. Heyman wasn't well i mean he took a beating in that match he did take a beating in that match so no but i'm saying like when you think what i was saying about like how the legacy of a hell in the cell has been tainted because it was a (laughs) pay-per-view like bro right back bro what are we doing man stick to a cage match anyway thank you for the info though thank you there you go um second point you're once again wrong the hell in a cell match is better than the last man standing match. This Hell in a Cell match was, oh yeah, I I really like this Hell in a Cell match. I like the ending of it because I like the exposed board stuff. They had something different. You don't see a lot, especially then. For sure. You just really didn't see it. Um, So I really like that aspect of the ending. I I like that uh, Lesnar got revenge with the low blow and then the way he kicked out of the tombstone and then hit the low blow and then the F5 and then put him away. I really enjoyed this match. And it was like pleasantly surprising because I was at WrestleMania 30. That match was terrible because of... um, because of Undertaker got his concussion and I was stunned when the streak ended. I don't think anybody saw that coming. But like match quality wise, wasn't a good match. SummerSlam match, the way that finish happened, very flat, very not sad. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Satisfying at all so like my expectations weren't very high for this because i was like oh they've kind of already had two like not so great matches then they come in this one 
blood just everywhere. They were beating the shit out of each other. Just a very physical, violent match. Again, the, the finish was something different uh, that you just didn't see back then. So I I really like this match. Uh, I like it better than the, the last man standing match. And then also, too, the one thing I didn't mention is the – I said that the doctor had interrupted, and he he interrupted the first time, but then he tried the second time, and I think it was cool. And it sucks that WWE was in the middle of a replay, so they did the picture-in-picture. Picture. But Lesnar, like – gets the ref the hell out the ring yeah. <laughs> and throws his ass out of there to continue to attack taker. Um, and then again, like you said it with the, with the, with the kick out and stuff. So it was a pleasant surprise. Cause even you didn't, I know that the ending was Fugazi with the SummerSlam. You didn't like that match. Uh, like the match maybe, itself, the body of it. Maybe I need to go back and rewatch the actual match because it has been a minute. The ending left such a bad taste in my mouth that I'm just like, this is stupid. This is terrible. But I should be fair, and I probably should go back and actually rewatch it and check the rest of the it was, rest of it out. This match was so good that I went back and I looked at, at, at the SummerSlam match right after. And then it also... Another thing that might taint my why I'm going with the last man standing over the hell in the cell is because at the end of this is when the Wyatt family comes out and they drag Taker out of the ring right. and then going and like, hold on, let me I Googled and I was like, let me make sure I remember everything that happened and let me double check here. They never Wyatt and Taker didn't have like that didn't end. Did that end in the match versus them two a singles match with them two? Because they, they had the tag match at, at Survivor Series with the Brothers of Destruction. They had, That's, I guess the Mania match would have been, pri- no, the Mania match w- was after that because it was after after the streak. So yeah, they had the Mania match. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, okay, they okay, had the Mania cool, match, cool. which is Bray should have won, but didn't. Oh, of course. <laughs> Get into that later. But it was that that was another thing too. Um, that at the end of the match, and it was that was during that was leading up to the 25 anniversary of Survivor Series that they were talking about and stuff. But look, I'm going last man standing, but they were both great, so that's my call. I'm not holding the the Wyatt stuff against this match. That has nothing to do with Brock in my mind. I'm looking at that's this clearly just for, from the match, so I'm not holding that against that. But you have picked incorrectly the last man standing match to move on. Spicy. Next up, Roman Reigns last man standing against. AJ Styles Survivor Series 2017. Hey man, here's the deal. That match was ugly. <laughs> that match was not as fine tuned um, as the other Survivor Series matches he's had uh, with some of these dudes. Now, uh, a thing I appreciated was that this was during uh, the house that AJ Styles built with SmackDown. Uh, I love there was multiple kids wearing the gloves, being hyped when he came out. And the crowd was split for the most part, 50-50. Um, and I enjoyed watching AJ Styles kind of, I guess the closest comparison that someone's going to leave a comment and be like, shut up, idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. But like the luchador style that that Styles kind of, and the very athletic style he had to work with would keep keep doing these kicks and doing the Pele kick, doing this and the third, and kind of like having to pounce on Lesnar because of the size dis- disadvantage, which I really enjoyed watching. Um, uh, a spot that I enjoyed in particular is when Styles has Lesnar in the calf crusher. Lesnar kind of gets his his arm around uh, yeah. Styles's neck and just because <laughs> <laughs> like those like very unorthodox like you just look like you getting your ass beat spots like I'm I'm down for it because we haven't seen anything um and for the most part Styles got in a lot of things he got multiple phenomenal forearms uh, he hit a 450 splash um you know he did his thing but it was also a little rough and nobody's perfect and it happens but when we're picking the best of the best um you have to make decisions so i'm not gonna put the styles i don't i don't think the styles match was better than the brian match um and maybe looking through the other survivor series matches that brian or that brock's been a part of um but i'm going last man standing over this one i'm not totally mad at this decision because you're right that aj and brock a little rough then when you think of these two, you think of them as being, for the most part, like very flawless workers. So when you see botches to the level that that they had, it stands out a little bit more. Uh, so I'm with you on that. I do really love the the Lesnar and AJ match, and this was one that you know came together literally like days before week of because Gender was the champ, 
And then they're like, I don't know about this gender Brock Lesnar match. It's like, let's just put the title on AJ right fast and give everybody a good match at Survivor Series. That's what happened. This was a, an excellent match. I, I'm sad that we never got a singles rematch between these two because I do think that would have been great. Brock working with the smaller guys. We, we've talked about the Brian match. Uh, the Finn match is also there. Like when he's working with these smaller guys and like can do some selling for them while also just like tossing them around and tossing them everywhere. Cause they're great selling as well. Uh, it, it makes for just a different dynamic that you don't always see with the, with the Brock matches, but they really stood out uh, during this time when he would face the, again, like AJ and Brian. I, I will concede that the last man standing might be better. Than no, and it, and, it sucks. and it sucks. Like you said that there wasn't, there wasn't a rematch of this or even the Brian match. Like these, these, these one-off situations are hell. Granted, he was in the fatal four way. The Samoa Joe match is what as well too. We're like, I, I want to see more of this, but when he works with smaller dudes, it kind of, um, it gives him the flexibility, like you said, and for some reason, like everything just looks more athletic with Lesnar, and it like gives you a glimpse into what he was, uh, aggression, ruthless aggression era and stuff. But good choice by you, finally, after two <laughs> suspect ones anyway. <clears throat> All right, last man standing on a roll here, on a roll. It's won four straight. The next one, we got three matches left. The next one, Goldberg, WrestleMania 33. All right, this match was under five minutes. Yeah. Um, this this match was like a a little Caesars pizza wrestling match, like a, <laughs> the version of Little Caesars that you get it was hot and ready. Um, it was it was a cool from what I can remember. This is a match that I didn't go back and see. Uh from what I from what I know, uh there was 50 million finishers. Okay. Um, I do think that this was the first time that someone kicked out of the spear jackhammer combo. Um, or one of the first, I don't know if it was the first time, but it, it hasn't happened often. Uh, I remember that Lesnar ducked a spear by jumping up and I was like, Ooh, fancy big guys <laughs> doing athletic stuff. Um, and I know Lesnar ended up winning, which was good. Cause this Goldberg got the title off of Kevin Owens, right? Yes. Which is a travesty. <sighs> yeah. Let me, uh, let me get my Bret Hart on. <laughs> this match isn't passing no disrespect because i do think it was more enjoyable than people thought but also like if the bar's here and you put it here it's still here though you know what i'm saying in the right. dynamics of it so yeah that those that's my quick assessment of the wrestlemania match <laughs> and look that that's fair what i love about this match one is five minutes and in some regards that's going to hold it back because okay if you just do a five minute sprint it's very easy to have like a good, especially with what they were doing. It's just like finisher, finisher. Oh, let's go for a barricade. Finisher, finisher. Yeah. Yeah. So I get it. Why it's probably not going to hold up against these longer matches that are just better matches. I love just watching this match and just it's five minutes and it's just straight action right out of the gate. And after, you know, the last match where Goldberg easily won and it was just over quickly, it was like, Oh, what are we doing? And then the mania 20 match, which uh, was, it was a travesty in many regards like this, them just going out there doing this kind of match is like, Oh, okay. And this now, you know, has became, the it was the correct match. thing to do too. Yes, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. Like I don't, you can't knock this match when it was like, did you want them to have like a 10 minute match? Like, no, this was much better than that and it became the blueprint for like all goldberg matches since his return or most of them which all right diminishing returns on that but i remember at the time i was like oh this is exactly exactly what the show needed to because uh this followed the the infamous randy orton and bray wyatt maggots on the mat match so like this coming out afterwards after that like i think it enhances this match. i'm not you know, I'm going to leave the Orton Wyatt stuff out of it. But like, if you were watching this show live and you just watched that and then you got this, you're like, this is a classic right here. This is an absolute classic. Like I said, in what we just discussed, like it was the right call making it five minutes, giving us a little Caesars pizza worth of a match Um, and make sure it was hot and ready. Boom in your face. Quick, fast and the furious montage type vibe. Um, Because like you said, if it's 10 or 15 minutes, like, is this really what you want? That them just walking around the ring looking beat up because of the finishers and stuff. Um, I do need to put in a request, though. If you ever do um, a gauntlet talking about WrestleMania stages and which one's the best, oh, that's a um, good please. Idea. Yeah, you're, you're welcome. 
please have me on the panel because this one was pretty awesome because it was Orlando. So they did the roller coaster. Um, I will say in comparison, because it it was it was better than I expected, even with it being I think I I looked it up four minutes and 45 seconds of a match. Um, Fantastic for what it was. I kind of even preferred Goldberg winning the title the way he did because it was so shocking and so like unique. Like what was it? Was it a. Was it? It was the Punk match or an AEW recently where they had a title match that was really quick, right? Yeah, correct. Punk and Moxley, Punk and Moxley. Yeah, like there's there's aspects of that that I'm not mad at because it kind of makes it like a boxing or an MMA match where you get knocked out early, which is completely unusual in wrestling because that barely happens. So, um, I even if I have to pick between that little era of of Goldberg and Lesnar. The WrestleMania match or the one before, I take the other one because it was so shocking and Twitter was ablaze right after and like, what the hell's going on? And everyone's freaking out. But it was a great match, like I said. But if the bar is that low, you're still over here and it's still a D, young man, and you need a C to pass the class. So I'm going with the last man standing. That's five in a row. I don't know how this happened. I, I thought this match, this last man standing match was a top three. It might walk away, but we'll see. We got more matches. All right, two more. Last Man Standing or Rollins and Cena at Rumble 2015. This one, it's where Rumble sentimental because I love that match. And because I loved it, I didn't go back to see it. So this is all going off the top of my head. Um, The thing that sticks out to me is Rollins doing the move that involves a lot of spins that I don't know the name of to end to, to he, he did that on the pinfall. Correct. If I'm correct, I believe so. Yeah, that was dope. Um, the match itself was the dope. Phoenix was, Splash, the Phoenix Splash. Yes, the Phoenix yeah. Splash. Uh, to break up the pin. Uh, the crowd was hot. I don't know. I, I can't remember my frame of reference going into this match, but at the end, I was like, "Yo, this might be one of the greatest. This might be one like the the greatest matches I've ever seen." Because even then, Lesnar breaking up a pin by picking up Rollins to then do a suplex. Like, it was barbaric. Uh, I know Rollins did the elbow drop off the ring onto the announce table. Um, Everyone, they kind of had their moments. We talked a little bit about it with the stretcher and taking him out to kind of let Cena and Rollins carry it. They have great matches because either the year before or after, Cena and Rollins did their own thing, and it it was fantastic too. Um, I know Rollins, I believe, came out in the all-white attire. He looks spiffy. That meant something to me, which is why I'm saying it right now. Um, but again, they lifted up the ring in the air. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm sorry. People watching, I'm sorry. Wow. But when we put, like, look, this is, I, I'm, I'm from sports radio, and we have these discussions a lot about players that are Hall of Famers and this, that, and the third. And someone will bring up someone that was really good or very, very, very good for a long time. And, I, and I'll and i go, that's cool. But when we talk about the best of the best, at any point, were they the best player or dominating or the best at their position or winning championships? And if you're not doing that, I can't let you pass. So to bring that into what we're talking about, like to me, what matters are these moments what you can put on the WWE thing at the beginning of the show to bring in the show or put it in montages and stuff. And that's what you can granted the Phoenix splash. You can also do that in all this stuff. Um, and it, the, these are, and also now we're getting to the point, especially with these two matches, we're nitpicking because yes. these are, these are this, both of these matches are top three or top five in Lesnar's return. Um, so to me, I'm going to have to go with the last man standing because of the violence and the chaos. Um, and then just some of the moments that they did in that match. Wrong again, but I, I, I respect it. I respect your decision. I love this rumble match because Brock Amazing. just starts off and he's just killing her. He's killing JJ security, tossing around Cena, tossing around Rollins. And then Rollins and Cena, like they, they come to the realization of like, we got to work together to take this man out. Like we got to do something 
to actually get get this guy out of here and then we can battle it out ourselves so they do that and then brock actually has like the moment of vulnerability because of that when he's taken out on the stretcher and everything he has to come back then he has to continue to destroy people there's such a great desperation to this match from all three men that that i absolutely absolutely love on top of just the all the cool moments and all the cool moves that that all these guys are doing it's just a great performance by by all three of these gentlemen and then even J and J security bumping around like mad men for, for Brock and Cena. And I'll be fair. Uh, maybe number one, again, prisoner of the moment because of the recency of the last man standing match. Um, you bring up J and J security, iconic lead up to this match with the Cadillac and Lesnar throwing the chair, yes. throwing the door <laughs> almost into the crowd or it was into the crowd. Thankfully it didn't hit nobody. Um, and now that, that I'm going back in my head, it's like maybe I should have watched this match again to remember some of the details that you're telling me. The one thing I will say, because this isn't the only triple threat that Brock has had at the Royal Rumble, because in 2014 he did the Kane versus Braun. This was a million times better than that match. So <laughs> when we make these decisions, I'll say it again. We're talking about the best of the best. Both of these matches are in his WWE Network playlist of best matches since he's been back. All right, last one. The the last man standing match. It might be the last match standing is going through some bangers here, but I know you're a punk guy, and so I save this one for last. CM Punk, SummerSlam 2013. I almost wore my Pro Wrestling T CM Punk t-shirt because I know that man is not liked by the internet right now. I don't give a crap. He's still one of the best of all time, all right? And if he goes to WWE, it might be lit. Um, probably not, maybe. Who knows? Anyway, um, first off, Hugh Jackman vibes for Punk. Wolverine-esque vibes with the facial hair. It was this era. Um, I'm reading off my notes here. Fast-paced, which it was, which I enjoyed. Because obviously, um, just kind of... Similar to the Brian match and all these matches with little, with, with little dudes, you expect there to be a low at the beginning with Lesnar just beating the crap out of him. That really wasn't the case. Um, Punk came out guns blazing, um, which was cool. Uh, we've saw, I, Going back and seeing these matches, we saw this spot a few times, but I believe this was the first one since he's back. There was one in particular where Lesnar takes the cover of the announce table with like the SummerSlam logo, puts it across of Punk's body, and then jumps in the air and slams it so that like breaks on him. I was like, that's cool. <laughs> um, it continued to be fast-paced. Uh, at one point, Lesnar does a three amigos, but not really. He wasn't trying to pay homage. He just kept hitting them three, three quick ones in succession. They changed it that day with no DQ. Um, they didn't use that many weapons. You know, there wasn't no kendo sticks or anything like that involved. A lot of chair shots that looked barbaric. Um, obviously, this all started because of Heyman. Um, Heyman switching sides and going back with Brock. Um I thought the match was awesome, and then ultimately Lesnar ends up winning with an F five on the on the on the chair. The only nitpick that I have is there was a bear hug in between somewhere in the middle. That was like the only slow paced part of the match. I'm like, bro, we don't need to do bear hugs, man. Get get bear hugs out of wrestling, okay? Um, so it was a great match. Before I make my pick, uh, any thoughts on this match, Jeremy? I I really enjoyed this match. I'm. I- I should have probably gone back and rewatched it and I didn't, but punk was on like, say what you will about punk. I know you're a punk guy. So you, you'll probably agree with me. This man in the ring, he's on a different level from a lot of guys when it comes to story and, and just movement and making everything mean something. Uh, there was a very great story to this match with the Heyman aspect. And that ultimately cost punk because he was, you know, he wanted revenge on Heyman. So he kind of just took his focus off of Lesnar and then Brock, uh, you know, countered and beat him with the chair and then hit the F five and everything. Um, yeah. From what I recall, great match. I, I'm picking over last man standing, but I knocked last man standing out about five matches ago. Uh, so <laughs> You but really don't like match. this last man standing match. You it's really don't I like don't, it. It's not that I don't like the last man standing matches. I get it's the best Roman and Brock match, if that means anything. But that championship stakes as well. Like there, there's Joe. that that kind of changes things too. And like the what I'm thinking, because obviously this Brock Punk was um was not for anything other than respect and glory and revenge, but there was no title on the line. 
And maybe, I don't know, it's silly because who cares? This isn't like this isn't professional sports where there's like an actual championship on the line. But you are right. Um, And of course, throughout the match, too, there was about kind of like what I was saying with Great Balls of Fire versus Samoa Joe, where like there was always these hints of Joe trying to finally get the clutch in properly. This was the same in terms of Punk trying to get his hands on Heyman and Heyman interrupts one of the counts. Um, There was a low blow involved. Always low blows with less. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> always low blows for the little guys trying to, to even up the odds. Um, but I think that was to me, because again, I hadn't seen this match in now damn nine years because this was 2013 SummerSlam. It it was cool to realize that like, Oh, this was, this was fast paced and not even with just the selling that I think Brock gets a lot of credit for. And rightfully so is that he can switch up his style need be, um, if he's really into it and really wants to put, you know, put out some good stuff, because for the most part, this was super fast paced that made it more believable that Punk could walk away because it was blows after blows and Punk was using the chair and getting slimy with it um, and trying to take advantage of it. So I I enjoyed that more. Um, and the other thing I think that kind of stands out to me with with the Lesnar Reigns thing and why I'm taking them. Uh, not only because it was the most recent one was because of the longevity longevity of the rivalry despite like we said not a lot of these matches weren't memorable in terms of if it's a singles match between Roman and Brock um but to me this was kind of like the finale of this and to me everyone going into this match is like uh, not again What's going to happen? Is he going to get handcuffed and he can't get up like he did with Kevin Owens in the Thunderdome or something similar to that? Or is it going to be a, a is it going to be a snooze fest? Like we're not trying to see this again. This is the millionth time. Come on, it's closing out the show. This is SummerSlam, and it surpassed everyone's expectations. And it did it in such an unorthodox like I don't. No one brought up before. We came out in a forklift, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? I understand this is Tennessee. I understand you're in the middle of the country. But you're bringing out a forklift. So I think the fact that it, it, it was a rivalry adds more to me than some of these matches where one-off situations or very short rivalries like Samoa Joe might be a reason why. Um, and looking back at some of these. Um, so last man standing to me, in my opinion here on the gauntlet, is the winner of the gauntlet. Wow. That feels controversial to me that really i mean you you've heard me say it i've picked about three different matches at least over the last man standing and here you are and i respect this by the way i respect this but here you are last man standing is the last match standing in the gauntlet so so let's run this down we started with samoa joe at great balls of fire john cena at extreme rules cena at extreme rules won that one and then went on to uh, defeat daniel bryan at survivor series 18 and then entered Roman Reigns, last man standing, SummerSlam 2022. It defeated John Cena at Extreme Rules 2012. Reigns, Strowman, and Joe at SummerSlam 2017. Undertaker, Hell in a Cell 2015. AJ Styles, Survivor Series 2017. Goldberg, Mania 33. Rollins and Cena, Royal Rumble 2015. And finally, CM Punk, SummerSlam 2013. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, SummerSlam 2022, Last Man Standing. That is the winner. I feel good. This episode of the Gauntlet. I'm glad you feel good about this. I feel good because (laughs) as you were running that down, um, the only one that kind of had hesitation is the Hell in the Cell Brock versus Taker because of the surprise factor with that too. Um, But no, I feel good about it. And also, now that we are discussing Brock, and we're 10 years into his run, like we said at the beginning, plus everything he did before, plus everything he did in UFC and being successful and not just doing it at Bellator or wherever. No offense to some Bobby Lashley, no disrespect. Um, I like it's interesting and it's cool down the line. I want to see where Lesnar is in all time list of greatest wrestlers ever because he's never in anyone's top five and i'm just curious if he's in the top 10 or top 15 or top 20 hell i might put him above jericho which i know a lot of people 
like it, it, the Jericho is one of his goats. I'm just curious. Like he's never, he's never involved in any of the conversations and granted he can't cut a promo for crap for the most part. Um, but like he's had all these moments and he's been up top and he's been such a specimen. Um, and some of his early work versus Kurt Angle and, and the, the flips and his athleticism and, and also coming in with all the, the pressure of like being this beast and kind of, he cashed in on it and he was a badass for all of it. So give some, give some flowers to Brock Lesnar. You know, you know who gives flowers to Brock Lesnar and that's John Cena. John Cena always praises Brock Lesnar. I think in various interviews, he's like, yeah, Brock's one of the best, like best in ring. I think Brock is getting more of that now uh, because he, he's back and he's very, you know, farmer Brock and happy go lucky. And it seems like he's talking to a lot of people, giving them advice. I know Madcap just said uh, that Brock pulled him aside and gave him some advice and stuff. Like people are now, I think, starting to come around on Brock and his mind and just how good he actually is. But I'm, I'm totally with you. When you go back and you watch some of this stuff from this last run of the decade, then go back and watch some of his earlier stuff. You want to throw in the UFC stuff as well. Like when it comes to sports entertainment and look, UFC wrestling, it's sports entertainment and collegiate, by the way. Yeah. Like, like when it comes to this stuff, Brock is just an all time, all time guy. Drew money. You say what you want about his promo skills, but he either had Heyman doing, or he's proven now like, Hey, he can be Brock Lesnar and do like a good promo if you need him to. And then in ring stuff, just his style, the way he just stands out from, from everybody else. The presence, the charisma, the the uh, the mysterious it factor that people want to throw out there, like Brock theme has, song, yeah, all oh, the theme song too. Like, every this man is everything. This man, like Pat McAfee, when he goes crazy for Brock, the alpha male bar species thing, like he's co- he's one hundred percent correct on the Brock is a different different animal and like just one of the best to ever do it. I think, and and I guess so that everyone's like, this guy's a Brock Lesnar stand. <laughs> All right, listen, we'll say it here. Kofi Kingston nonsense. Um, that was whack. Like that was yes. him losing oh, the title yeah. and so quick. Yeah. And then even I, it was funny because another thing that I enjoyed too was uh when Brock was the guy, they were testing out doing some of these, they were streaming some of the house shows um on the network. Um, they did the Beast of the East, which I believe was in Tokyo. Yeah. Or um, and that was cool. And he faced he he faced Kofi in that one, and that was a squash match. But at least they gave him two minutes and thirty seconds to go out there. Um, so that that was cool. Uh, the Triple H rivalry and the SummerSlams that they did their thing and like whatever was going on with that, that really wasn't the most memorable thing out of that little rivalry that I can remember is that in one of the SummerSlams as they were introducing them to fight, they turned off all the lights and did a spotlight on each one, kind of like a boxing match. Yeah. So I don't remember anything in the ring or like it being <laughs> that memorable. So not everything has been hits. I'm not saying like he's the, the greatest of all time. It's just like, I'm very curious when we get into these discussions about top fives and top tens and top twenties of all time, like at some point with the longevity and the accomplishments, um, we need to start putting them in the list. Another, the other, the two things that I didn't get into that I didn't want to, that I didn't get to check out before going into this is I really wanted to look back and watch at the Randy Orton SummerSlam match that they had because I remember there was some controversy or like, was he supposed to make him bleed or he hit him with an elbow? He was, there was something going on there. I wanted to relive that because I couldn't remember. And then also another thing that I thought was cool was the Royal Rumble where he was the champ and he went in there and he had that moment with yeah. Keith Lee which was dope because like this was Keith Lee at NXT and this is Brock Lesnar to have that moment. And then obviously he gets, he gets eliminated by Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre kind of setting up the whole Drew moment for him to get the title during the pandemic. Um, So I appreciate that too, that especially when he's in it, when he's in it, he's one of the best. And when he's engaged, I mean, look at the Daniel Bryan match for Christ's sake. So that's my piece. Yeah. There are the moments where where Brock is not engaged, and that would be the Dean Ambrose Sean Moxley match where he just had no interest at WrestleMania. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> See, they they're not all home runs, or even like the Rumble match versus Kane and Braun, which is the viral. That's the viral match because Braun need him for real, yeah. and then that's when Brock hit him with the two piece that yeah. we talked about and stuff, and he's like, "Yo, you need to calm down. What the hell are you doing?" Like. 
that was dope but that match was like super anticlimactic it was cool to see like kane get thrown around like a child because like you barely see it it was cool to notice like with break with kane and taker specifically like when they hit the f when lesnar hit the f5 it kind of felt like they were floating in air so that they could land and use their knee to brace the impact as opposed to like uh brian and punk and stuff just getting thrown like ragdolls but yeah they're not all they're not all hits but brock's one of the best please be assured he is he is adrian i appreciate you joining us here today let everyone know where they can find you at absolutely man thank you and thank you guys for watching thank you for having me on the show uh be sure to follow me at adrian radio 93 on twitter heavyweight radio on instagram and then on YouTube, which is where we're pushing out all this content, hopefully have some more and more interviews for you coming up here in a few weeks with SummerSlam and Full Gear coming up. Uh, Adrian CLE93. Adrian CLE93 on YouTube. Subscribe. Um, and Jeremy, you guys and everyone at Fightful, keep doing your thing. And thank you guys for the coverage. You guys are the best. Sincerely. I, I appreciate it. And again, thank you for always sending me stuff. Thank you for doing what you do with all these interviews. I look forward to hopefully AEW, WWE, send a bunch of people your way in the next couple of weeks, and then I can cover all that stuff. But yes, thank you for everything you do, Adrian. Thank you for doing this show today. Everybody, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Subscribe if you haven't. YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbook. FightfulOverbook.com. Leave us a thumbs up on the videos. Guys, we'll be back next time here on The Gauntlet. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.